Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, don't think blue-collar or white-collar jobs, think new-collar jobs. Uh, we focus too much time on getting people into college degrees. Not everyone needs a college degree. How can we get those software skills to everybody out there? Uh, and how can we dispel the notion that you have to be some kind of math genius to do software jobs? Because you don't. Chris Hoffensberger is the founding executive director of Software.org, where he leads its efforts to help policymakers and the general public better understand the impact that software has on all of our lives and the economy and society as a whole. <laughs> Chris, not a hard job you have there, huh? <laughs> uh, he also helps translate the foundation's various uh, agenda in uh, addressing key policy issues in the software industry. And this is something that he's done in various ways throughout his career. So we're going to talk today about how we as a community can do a better job of getting after training and skills development. And well, are there places where in places in the country that are just being left behind? So Chris, first of all, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, over the last year in particular, there's been a lot of discussion about STEM education and skills development here in the DC region because of our talent shortage. Uh, what does STEM mean to you and why is STEM so important? There is so much focus on STEM these days as a parent of three school-aged children. I think first of STEM in the, in the educational setting, the um, introductory educational setting for, for young kids. We need to get kids more exposed to technology and to the skills that they will need uh, for the jobs of the future. And we also need to get them ready to be flexible. I think one thing that, that I've learned over the course of my career, going from uh, journalist to lawyer to, to educator, that is the most important thing. And a huge part of that is, is technology. Uh, fortunately, I think uh, software companies and the industry itself is really kind of helping drive that because we constantly have to relearn something. I tell my kids, you will be able to stay in the workforce because you're going to learn from moving from one phone to a desktop, uh, from one video game system to another. All of those things kind of build in that flexibility. But then the STEM education piece itself is how are we exposing folks to tech? Uh, how are we ex exposing them to the skills that we need? And how are we making sure that they can continue to be adaptable over time? That's something we need to think about in schools, uh, but also uh, as part of a lifelong learning process in the workforce, et cetera. I would completely agree. You know, for example, I look at uh, artificial intelligence and depending upon who you ask and which study you read, it is either going to create job displacement or it's going to create new jobs. And it would seem the difference making is going to be, do we teach people how to work with technology or does technology eat them? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that is, is exactly it. And and we we tend to focus on the, the life and times that we live and where we are in the world. And we forget the kinds of revolutions that we have gone through before. You know, before there were cars, everybody had a horse uh, and everybody needed horseshoes. And you had entire industries set up around building wagons and supporting the horse industry. You invent cars, suddenly you need people paving roads, you need people uh, fixing engines. My best friend growing up in school, his dad was an auto mechanic. He shut down his garage recently because he said, I'm not a mechanic anymore, I'm a computer technician. Mm -hmm. You don't come in and change the oil, you come in and the first thing you do is you plug that car in and you pull down the diagnostics and you look at it on a computer screen. All of these new technologies are going to change jobs. They are going to create jobs as well. Which leads me to ask, since you're involved in advocating education to make more uh, people able to compete in technology, where are you seeing approaches in workforce training really working? And uh, what can we learn from them as we 
attempt to deal with the tens of thousands of jobs that are currently available in a region that aren't being filled. Absolutely. The, so we did a study last year that looked at the software uh, industry's impact across the entire United States. People tend to think of software, uh, they think of California. If they're a little bit deeper into it, they think of Texas, they certainly think of, of, the air, of this area, Maryland and Virginia, uh, and the strong software um, uh, industry in, in those places. Um, but just software jobs grew fastest uh, in the last couple of years in Kansas and Indiana. And those places are looking at this and realizing we have a ton of jobs that are being created uh, and we have a real shortfall and what can we do about that? Indiana has created a, pro uh, a project where you get free in-state certificate education uh, to really target those in-demand careers. I think that is something that we take for granted sometimes is that uh, job retraining programs are available, but they need to be focused on the skills that are in demand uh, and focused on filling those jobs that are out there. Do you think that the current bifurcation that many people make between a university education and a technical education in some ways hold us back from really addressing these challenges? Absolutely, absolutely. So we talk a lot about the, the shortage of uh, coders, and that is a real problem for the software industry, uh, but there is a shortage as well for people who are using software-enabled uh, uh, or, or who are in software-enabled jobs. So we, we've got people, uh, our organization issued a report earlier this year, talked about software and manufacturing. You know, it is not necessarily uh, the manufacturing plant of yesterday anymore. People are using CAD and CAM tools. They are working with software on the line as these projects or products are being developed and made. So we need to be thinking about software uh, jobs, uh, filling the software jobs, uh, creating the software, but also then using software tools in other fields. We need, in other words, Stop thinking about blue collar, white collar, and think new collar. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, uh, software certificates and cybersecurity certificates and CAD CAM certificates, all of these are hugely important. You don't need college degrees for a lot of these jobs. All right, Chris, I got you for 30 seconds left. I'm gonna ask you a question I bet you wish everybody would ask. You're king for a day. What would you do to change things? Uh, I would focus a lot more attention and a lot more funding on those software education pieces. Uh, we focus too much time on getting people into college degrees. Those are hugely important. Not everyone needs a college degree. How can we get those software skills to everybody out there? Uh, and how can we dispel the notion that you have to be some kind of math genius to do software jobs? Because you don't. Um, I can do it. That, that says it right there. Well, if you can do it, I still can't do it. Anybody but, can do but it. But Chris Hossenberger, thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Thank you to our sponsor, Tedco. Tedco invests in early stage tech and life science companies. It provides resources and connections that companies need to thrive in Maryland. Tedco's mission is to discover, invest in, and help build great companies. Learn more at www.tedco.md. And a thank you to our sponsor, JLL. JLL is a leading commercial real estate service company within the Washington, D.C. metro area serving the technology, government contracting, and professional services industries. JLL's strategy-led approach and expert implementation results in cost-effective and flexible real estate solutions that help their clients succeed and grow. Thank you to Speakerbox Communications. Speakerbox is your team for meeting the unique demands of the technology sector, crystallizing complex ideas, targeting highly intelligent buyers, and moving at the speed of tech. Since 1997, they've given voice 
Thou, many of our industry's top thinkers and performers. Check them out at speakerboxpr.com. And thanks to our sponsor, Tandem Product Academy. If you're looking to grow a software technology business and you're past your first five employees or your first half a million dollars of revenue, their free educational program will teach you how to grow your business. Supported by a broad group of our region's leading business organizations and local governments, Tandem Product Academy is free to participants. Learn more at tandeminnovate.com. Thank you for joining us on What's Working in Washington. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, online writer Barbara Ulrich, music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. See you next time.